Yeah, we're actually in the process of distributing the last of our masks, like several thousand, to the Navajo Nation, which uh, we okay. discovered through our network is also in desperate need of PPEs. So, in fact, the doctor, yeah, the doctor at one of our uh, one clinic we delivered masks to, um, he told us he had been reusing his N95 masks for days, and it was actually getting hard to breathe through the mask because of the particle buildup. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. My guest today is Jody Kiricosta. Jody is Vice President of Somebody Cares, which is a great organization based in Houston. Uh, they've been on the front lines of ministry for years, including now during this coronavirus pandemic. An organization called Somebody Cares surely has some good work to do during this difficult time, wouldn't you say, Jody? Yeah, it has been challenging, but we've seen God really moving. So, you know, in, in the midst of what others might say bad news, God has some good news there, too. Uh, yes, something to be thankful for. Well, you are typically on the front lines of disaster response, but this COVID-19 crisis presents its new challenges. So what are those challenges that you're finding in ministry? Well, you know, Chris, Compassion Ministry is very hands-on and uh, helping people mm. in practical ways, but also comforting them in the midst of, you know, what can be really trying times in their lives. So social distancing, quarantines, limits on the number of people at any gathering, of course, makes it much difficult to meet those needs, but the needs are still there. In fact, they're even growing. So mm. normal activities like even distributing food in a food pantry, it all requires rethinking. You need volunteers to pack your groceries, but you have to limit the number who can come and they have to be, you know, six feet apart when you're packing groceries. During times of unemployment, a lot more people are going to be coming for services, but you have to limit who can come into the building. And some of our some of our pantries have even turned to drive in pantries uh, mm-hmm. and delivering mm-hmm. delivering food. And then you have, you know, the most vulnerable groups like the homeless and the seniors and low income families. They're vulnerable before a crisis like this. It is even worse now because a lot of the services they counted on in the past have been shuttered during this time. So, yeah, we've seen um, the challenges grow. Um, We even have uh, provided crisis and trauma chaplaincy. Um, And, of course, that's generally done face-to-face because, you know, you need to feel someone's love and compassion, but that's no longer possible. So, there are a lot of challenges during this time for those who are just trying to help in their communities. So how do you handle the chaplaincy now? Well, um, one of our uh, chapters in Baltimore, um, they actually have started Zoom chaplaincy calls, and they have okay. um, care circles. And they're having meetings, you know, even weekly meetings, care circles, and they've seen it actually really grow. They were starting to do this new program in Baltimore because Baltimore has been a city where there's been a lot of tragedy over the last few years. And many people in the community have experienced trauma. So they uh, have been starting care circles, one, you know, in, in person, but they've all moved that online to Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. And... Um, They've really seen them grow, and and God's ministering to people even through the technology of Zoom and other go-to-meeting and other video conferencing services. 
I'm sure that's true. And then you run into the the problem where people don't have the internet. That is have true. You yes, run that into true. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are, you know, in some cases, but fortunately, at this point in our in our nation, most people have access to cell phones, so mm-hmm. they can join those kind of calls, even if it's just through their phone. Uh, it might, they might not have the visual, yes. uh, but they can mm-hmm. usually join the join the call through phone. So that is one benefit of, you know, pretty much everybody yes. has a cell phone these days. Good point there. So at this time, uh, those of us who are not in the medical field have learned a few new terms like PPE, <laughs> personal <Yes>. protection <laughs> equipment, right? It's been in the headlines. Have you been able to help solve the problem of PPE that's lacking for our medical professionals and for other um, Yeah, you wouldn't think that we would have been able to do that. But because we're a disaster relief organization, we have been given N95 masks in the past to help with flood Mm -hmm. delivery and to, you know, distribute during times when there's wildfire and there's smoke in the air. And um, we had almost 100,000 N95 masks in storage, which God providentially had given us, you know, Mm-hmm. for other disasters. And we were able to pull them out and have been distributing them to healthcare systems and nursing homes and clinics and underserved neighborhoods. We've given them to first responders and frontline community service workers, really coast to coast. Boy, and we're actually in the process. Yeah, yeah. We're actually in the process of distributing the last of our masks, like several thousand, to the Navajo Nation which uh, we discovered through our network is also in desperate need of PPEs. So in fact, the doctor, yeah, the doctor at one of our, uh, one clinic we delivered masks to, um, he told us he had been reusing his N95 masks for days and it was actually getting Mm -hmm. hard to breathe through the mask because of the particle buildup. So Mm -hmm. the masks arrived just in time for him and um, for his whole staff, actually. They had, and you know, that's happening in many places around the country. So, yeah, the masks have been just providential that we had them, that we could bless so many people with them. And, um, you know, when you think about first responders like police and firefighters, they don't normally need masks. And with the shortage, they haven't been able to get them. But they can't Mm -hmm. quarantine. They have to continue helping the community. So they've also Mm -hmm. been blessed by the masks that we've been able to give them. So, yeah, we Mm -hmm. were we were thrilled that God positioned us in a place to be such a blessing at a, at a time like this. Absolutely. So in a time of isolation, quarantine, social distancing, uh, some of those being new terms to us, <laughs> or at least in yeah. a new context, um, people ministering through Somebody Cares probably aren't giving out too many hugs so what have you been able to do in the communities you're serving to to help them? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit different. I mean, we can certainly tell people that we love them when we're helping, but you know, we also have been helping with practical needs because we want to be a tangible expression of God's love. You know, and tangible mm-hmm. means you got to be in the midst of them. So um, in Houston, we worked with churches and ministries and uh, were able to distribute cleaning supplies and hygiene items and, you know, sanitizing, sanitizing wipes and hand sanitizer and toilet paper to churches and ministries that delivered them to seniors and individuals living in transitional homes like, you know, men's and women's homes who 
um, generally are not able to get out and, and provide the, you know, purchase those items as well. Um, mm-hmm. I had mentioned Baltimore before. Mm-hmm. They have a network of churches and ministries that are distributing 1,200 heat and eat meals, they call them, uh-huh. through their local churches. And they're delivering them to seniors and homeless and young families. A catering company in Baltimore came and you know approached Somebody Cares Baltimore and said, hey, we don't want to lay off our staff. We want to cook. You know, can you can you help deliver these meals? So they developed a partnership and they're just they're cooking really 1200 high quality meals. He was telling me what some of the menus were and it was making me hungry. I mean, really (laughs) high quality meals, (laughs) you know, catering companies who had been servicing airlines and convention centers. They had an abundance of food. And so they've been bringing it to the catering company to use for for these meals. And it's um, Mm. It's been it's been amazing to see. So our chapter director in Baltimore, Matt Stevens, was mentioning that he was uh, out distributing meals and walked over and talked to one homeless gentleman uh, and, you know, just said, how you doing? And and the homeless gentleman named Artie said, you know, I'm so grateful you're here. I thought you had forgotten about us. I haven't eaten in three days. Mm. So a lot of the home, you know, the community services that were serving the homeless They've had to shut down, and uh, the homeless population in that Baltimore area hadn't eaten. So we were able to meet that need. Somebody cares. New England, they run a service, uh, a food pantry, and a lot of the other food pantries in their area have closed down. They're pretty much the only one still serving. And so they, where is that based? <clears throat> that's based in Haverhill, uh, Haverhill, Massachusetts. Okay. Um, in, in New England, which is just outside of Boston. Oh, um, Boston, okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had to limit the number of volunteers who were helping. In fact, a lot of the volunteers were even, you know, wondering if they could go and help. And so the mayor understood what a service they were providing. And the mayor and his city council went and volunteered uh, on oh. one of the first uh-huh. distributions to make sure that food could get out into the community. And then other volunteers from churches have started coming in, but they have to limit the number who can come in and help. So they set up a drive-through pantry. They have a sign letting people know where to stop. They bring them groceries. They've seen, I mean, just in one day, they served over 293 families. So it's been a real blessing to them. Yeah, and some somebody here in San Antonio, uh, they've been distributing groceries as well as the handmade uh, masks now. Um, they've had some ladies and children, teens making masks and distributing them so they can give them to, you know, some of the low-income communities that may not have access to sew their own masks. Um, mm-hmm. Or here. some of us are, not, are a little challenged when it comes to the sewing yeah. machine. <laughs> I am one of those. Yeah, I wouldn't want to wear a mask I made, that's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, we've just seen all over uh, our Somebody Cares Tampa Bay. They also have a grocery distribution. They said that the need there has, has increased four times, uh, fourfold, mm. and they've been filling those needs. So, they also have been having webinars for smaller churches and organizations to equip them with uh, workshops on sharing your testimony. They have been organizing weekly prayer meetings. Um, 
and training people on how to minister during this time. Yeah, so Baltimore is very practical what you're doing, but there's also the spiritual element, and it sounds like you're covering those things as well. Yes, yes, and and we have a twenty four seven prayer line that uh, can take calls and texts. So uh, at the end of your webinar, I'll I'll give that out in case you know someone needs prayer and they want they want to to call in or even text for prayer to our prayer line. Mm Excellent. So there's lots of ways we're helping out reaching the community. Um, a little different than we've done in the past, but God's making a way. Right. So I, we've probably pretty much covered some of the needs that you're encountering out there, unless you think of something else. But I did want to point out that one large part of the country has been experiencing tornadoes on top of the pandemic, even on Easter Sunday. Um, you know, the tornadoes don't follow our calendar, do they? <laughs> they really don't. They really don't. And that's actually been one of our concerns as a disaster responder that in the midst of this time when everyone has to quarantine, that something like this tornado would happen. So it's left us in the disaster relief community a little concerned for our responders, for the residents of the, you know, who now don't have a place to quarantine themselves. We do have in our network, we have a couple teams that are deploying. Crisis Response International is one of our just response partners. They have teams that are in Chattanooga. We've been talking with churches and organizations in the Monroe, Louisiana area, those two were really hard hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Ch- mm-hmm. Chattanooga, I heard, had over 200 homes damaged, uh, homes and buildings. Mm-hmm. And in Monroe, it was 300 homes. And, and and then there's other communities in between that also got hit. So, right. yeah, our, our responders are on the way and uh, probably arriving some today. Um, we have, because we had some of these N95 masks, we still had some left. We're shipping those to the volunteers and to some of the churches in the communities that are responding so that as they are, you know, as people are cleaning up, they've got masks that they can use when they're out and about, that our volunteers can use when they're out and about helping people and just protecting them a little bit more as well. And then we're going to be providing uh, gift cards. You know, it's not as Mm -hmm. hands-on, but we can provide gift cards to people so they can go to stores that are open in their community, get what they need. Um, So, you know, we're looking for ways that we can meet those needs um, a little differently than maybe we would do in the past. Uh, Not quite as hands-on, but still trying to help those people who are, you know, I mean, now they're experiencing two disasters at once, the coronavirus and the tornado. So, Really, mm-hmm. prayer is desperately needed for them. Absolutely. Yes, uh, just the other day I interviewed someone on a podcast from the tornado-stricken area of Chattanooga, and she had to uh, go drive to a certain area where she could get good reception on her <laughs> phone. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. But. Um, and then when I think of uh, Monroe, Louisiana, isn't it, uh, that uh, I think of uh, the Duck Dynasty people are down there. Many people oh, will know that, they are. that show. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> as far as I know, they're not affected, but certainly a lot in their community have been. Yeah, really, really has. But, you know, as as a body of Christ, as believers, we are connected and we can help one another even through the, through the miles, our 
New England, somebody cares New England, they were telling me um, they received a phone call from a woman in Maine who was concerned about her 83-year-old mother who lived in Haverhill mm-hmm. and she couldn't get out and mm-hmm. deliver, she couldn't get out to, oh. to get groceries because she was quarantined and she was concerned that she had nothing to eat, you know, had anything to eat. So our team there was, was able to pack up several weeks for the groceries, deliver it right to her door and you know, give peace across the miles to the yes. daughter in Maine, the grandmother in Massachusetts. And, you know, as we as we operate as the body of Christ across the country, we can help those who've been affected by these tornadoes. We can help, you know, our next door neighbor who might not be able to get out. Um, yes. you know, it's a time for the church to shine. It's really a time for us to shine. If we pray and, and all of us how to wisely do that. All of us as individuals yeah. know someone who's affected mm-hmm. adversely, or most likely we do. We need to stop and think through, you know, our neighbors, our friends, our family, who might have a need right now and pinpoint yeah. that need and do something to help. Exactly. Exactly. Is there someone who you can deliver, pick up groceries for? Or, you know, is there someone who you know, needs extra toilet paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. All those little things can make a huge difference in someone's life right now. Yes. So many people are stressed. I mean, we know as believers, we have trust in the Lord. You know, we can lean on the promises of God and know that they are true. Um, but for those who don't know the Lord or, you know, who are just at difficult times in their lives, we can bring peace as well as help uh, right now. Absolutely. Well, the Lord has certainly brought somebody cares to meet a lot of needs across the country. It's great to hear from New England to San Antonio to Tampa Bay, Florida, all those great stories. Uh, Jody, I wonder if you would like to pray now for our listeners at this critical moment in the life of our country and even the world. Yeah, absolutely. Father, we just thank you so much that you are faithful, that you are our shield and our protector. You're our fortress and our defender. Uh, but Lord, you're also a loving father, <clears throat> gracious to your children. Lord, we ask right now that the peace of the Holy Spirit would guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, that you would give us wisdom how to reach out to those around us. Lord, it's an opportunity for your people to be a light on a hill. Lord, I ask that you would give us revelation how to Help those in our own community, in our own neighborhoods, uh, and share your love with them in a way that introduces Jesus to some who maybe have never considered you before. Lord, we thank you that there is nothing too difficult for you, and there is no time too dark for you to move. So, Lord, we thank you that even though we can't always see what you're doing, we know you're always at work. Lord, we commit our hearts, our lives, and our days to you and ask all of this in the precious and mighty and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jody Kiracosta, for being with mm-hmm. us today from Somebody Cares. And if our listeners want to learn about your great organization, they need to go to somebodycares.org or I want to give uh, the uh, text and phone number that you provided or that you mentioned earlier. Right. Our 24-7 prayer line is at 855-459-CARE, 855-459-CARE, and that's texting or calling 24-7 for prayer.
That's that's wonderful that you have the uh, text option there too. So that's eight five five four five nine care. All yes. right, Jody, thank you so much for sharing these um, wonderful blessings and testimonies that you have through Somebody Cares. We sure appreciate your time today. Thank you, Chris, for having me. I'm Chris Johnson. You've been listening to Charisma Connection. And thanks for joining us to learn about the work of Somebody Cares. Be sure to check out Doug Stringer's podcast. Doug is the leader, the head of uh, Somebody Cares, and he's the founder, actually. Uh, His podcast is called A Word in Season, and you can find that at cpnshows.com. That's A Word in Season at cpnshows.com. By the way, while you're at that website, please sign up for our free 10-day trial to listen to Charisma Magazine on audio, just like you would an audio book. You can sign up to listen in the spirit today by going to the Charisma Media Audio app at cpnshows.com or charismamediaaudio.com. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.